Gemini. And I'm Scorpio. And today's book is Espiritismo, Puerto Rican Mediumship and Magic by Hector Salva. He's also the author of 21 Divisions. And this book came out in 2022. So another new book. Another new book. You know, um, one of the reasons that I picked this book is because there's been a lot of talk. People have been very excited about this book coming out. I don't think there's another book like it. Again, I also don't think there's another book on 21 Divisions, which is magic from the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. So, you know, cousins. So I think that he's just, he's an authority on Caribbean, I would say, Latine magic because his roots come from there. And people have been looking forward to it. I thoroughly enjoyed this book. And I know that Gemini was telling me, why were you so excited? Because you said, finally, what? It's the first time that we're reading a book where I'm like, oh, this is Scorpio's shit. Like, this is what she did. And then I broke it to her and went, well, no. But I will talk about where things are different, mm-hmm. where things are kind of the same. And it was even eye, no, eye-opener for me because I always knew when I talked to my parents and I would say, oh, okay, so we're espiritistas, we do espiritismo. My mother would always say, be careful because there's different types and we don't do what other people do. You know, like you have to really talk to people to find out. And, you know, so I was always curious when people talk about specifically Puerto Rican espiritismo, well, isn't that what we do? Like, mm-hmm. what do we do? You know? And I actually found things in the book that my Cuban family did. And then I'm like, okay, so that's not Santeria. That was, you know, and you start to wonder, like, where all these things get mixed mm-hmm. and everything. But I think the most important thing here, and we'll talk about it when we get to it, is the person who is kind of like the guy that he's going to refer to as having, like, brought this to Puerto Rico or whatnot. Yes. So we'll talk about that. And that's when I'll tell you that was not our guy. So it's a totally different branch. Oh, but, yeah, okay. it'll be interesting. So anyway, so what is Espiritismo? And I'm going to take the quote right from uh, the intro. It says, Puerto Rican Espiritismo is a spiritual practice that is designed to open the many realms of existence to you. So it helps you to grow on all levels and encourages you to experience life in a way that will strengthen and clarify your connection to the divine. And... He called it the science of the spirit. And that is one thing that I will say is kind of aligned with my espiritismo is that it was always kind of looked at as like it's the science of the spirit. It's not so much like um, religion as it is really kind of breaking it down. But at the same time, it really isn't science of the spirit because there's really no like science that we call science. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But my parents always said that through math and science, we will find the answers that like spirit and science will come together at some point when man has discovered stuff and can put it all together. One of the things that I tell my students, because I am surprisingly a science teacher, is that the only difference between fucking around, I don't say that in the classroom, but the only difference between fucking around and doing science is writing it down. So I think it while the things that are described are very clearly not traditional science, there is this very methodological approach And that is science, whether you're doing it with, you know, spiritual things or you're, you know, a handful of kids dropping cherry bombs on the street trying to see which one explodes the biggest. Those are all technically science, even if it's not what we traditionally consider it to be. Right. Makes sense. Um, So another thing is you have a definition of espiritismo, which according to him is a spiritual path 
of development and mediumship that incorporates a belief in one God and in a spiritual world that contains many spirits, both incarnate and disincarnate, who affect each other and us. Okay, so that's a term that I never heard in English. In Spanish, I always heard it. Encarnado, incarnate. Desencarnado, disincarnate. So when I read it, I went, oh, you mean that's a thing? In, like, that's the word in English? I never even thought mm -hmm. about it. I just thought, like, in your body, alive, and your spiritual being, I would have called it, not this. And yes, as far as spiritual path of development and mediumship, yeah, some people will be mediums and some people are not mediums. And that is part of Espiritismo here. So the, the where we do not align is mm -hmm. that he goes on to say that Puerto Rican Espiritismo is a combination of elements of Catholicism, Protestantism, indigenous spiritualities, shamanism, European spiritism, and spiritualism, New Age, and more. There is no Catholicism in my Espiritismo. There is no Protestantism. There is no other ism in Espiritismo for me. Mm -hmm. So once you get into that, um, there isn't even really shamanism or indigenous spiritualities. For us, there's always been a clear line as to what is indigenous, what are some of the folk traditions mm -hmm. that every family kind of does, and what are the things that are espiritismo. So, you know, once I got to that part, I was a little bit let down because I think I, I read this book kind of excited thinking, mm -hmm. here's the book. Here's the book that it's going to explain to people. Um, but anyway, so I just wanted to let people know and let you know, that's where we're really going to change. So anytime that he starts talking about spiritism and he starts mentioning religion, that's not what I do. But you can always ask me as we start talking about the book, like, okay, so how did you or whatever? So I'm not always like stopping and saying, okay, what I do versus the book. I already it's, have it's questions. Okay. But you know, obviously he's talking about this particular line. So, um, he also says there's no higher, I can't say it, no hierarch hierarchical? Hierarchical. Why can't I say that? It's a hard word. It is. All right, the problem is now me. that we're discussing it, I'm going to leave it in the podcast. I don't, as I was going to say, do not <laughs> leave it in the podcast. There isn't a hierarchical structure. And, you know, everybody is just a practitioner who is at a different level. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I was also raised with, right? Um, you've been doing it for 20 years. That's awesome. I've been doing it for one week. You know more because you've been doing it for 20 years, but that doesn't make you like my boss yeah. type of thing. Um, so that's very clear. And he also says that um, it holds a hermetic truth that what you seek is within you. And one of the books that I grew up reading in Espiritismo was Conocete a ti mismo, which is Know Yourself. And it's all founded on that. The answers are inside, mm -hmm. right? And not literally inside, but right, like your spirit, your soul, you, who you really are. It's all inside. So once you have that in your head, then it's about trying to find the answer. So that's also very much in line. And then, of course, we go to chapter one. That was all just the intro. So he does mention in the intro, there's this is a brief like throwaway paragraph where he talks about his maternal grandmother. And I had mm -hmm. feelings about it. Um so basically, he describes his maternal grandmother, who is a well-known espiritista, and talks about how she had this full-time healing practice, and she was raising her grandchildren, and she was her divine mission was feeding the people and all of this. And I literally highlighted it and wrote goals. 
because uh, goals, like that's such a vibe. I would like to be Hector Salva's maternal grandmother when I grow up. So that's where I'm at. Um, for me, in that introduction, I found a lot of similarities to Buddhism in the way he describes it in this very sort of um, like trying to be uh, connected to the world around you. And then he mentions God, I wish I was better at Spanish. He mentions undergoing the process of uh, desarrollo, 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 which is um, unravelment, which really for me felt very similar to the concept of nirvana. Is that in your practice? Do you, how do you feel about that? Did you see a connection to Buddhism? Um, I mean, I don't think I thought about Buddhism with desarrollo. And what's interesting is when I read that and it said unravelment, I was like, oh, <laughs> I see it as development. Mm -hmm. Like desarrollar, like when you wanted to, when we still had film back in the day and cameras, mm -hmm. right? You would have that developed. And you would say, voy a desarrollar, right? A film, right? Got it. So to me, desarrollo, even though, yes, he's not wrong, I, just, but to me, I always saw it as developing. So you are desarrollando your gifts, right? Um, so I saw it as a development of gifts, not an unraveling. And I think that's why I, I didn't see it Got that way. It. I think it's just a, a different way of looking at that word. It's also know? one of those moments where it's very much like, English to Spanish situation because yeah, if a word has multiple meanings and you only use one, I now as an English speaker, I'm like un unravelment. Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. right. Buddhism. <laughs> Whereas there's more nuance there. I also want to say about her grand, about his grandmother. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that it's not because of her spiritual path, but I feel like if you go to Puerto Rico you find a lot of women like that. You find a lot of men like that. Mm -hmm. I think it comes from our indigenous side. I really do. I think it comes from um, knowing that what affects me affects you. What affects you affects me. So if I can help you, I should help you. Yeah. I think that's just part of who the Taino people were in the Caribbean period, not just Puerto Rico. So, you know, when I read about his family, yeah, it sounds like my family. It sounds like, you know, there's nothing that you can't go to Puerto Rico and people, can I, can you help me with something? You're going to have like five Puerto Ricans saying, what do you need? Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's just who they are, which is also why when horrible things happen, when you have all these hurricanes, even though they don't have help from the people that should be helping, i.e. the government. Um, at America, get your shit together. <laughs> at America. <laughs> They come together. It's just, mm -hmm. it's what they've always done. It's why that island exists. That's why the Dominican Republic exists. It's why Jamaica exists and Cuba exists because they've just always known it's those people, right? It's the people that mm -hmm. put it all together. So, yeah. And of course, he gives you a history of the island in chapter one, which I really didn't write much about. I didn't write anything. I just wrote chapter one, history of the island. I was like, yeah, I get it. What I do think is really interesting is Puerto Rico's tiny. Oh, yeah. I mean, I knew it was small, but I don't think my brain really put together. It's in the book. He tells you it's basically the size of Connecticut, mm -hmm. which is like not a big state. Uh -uh. I don't know why in my head Puerto Rico is a much bigger place than that. No, I, I mean, my family is from the western side. And 
when I want to go east, it takes us like two hours, two and a half hours. Are you stopping? Are you not stopping? Like, yeah, it doesn't take you any time at all to go from one side to the other. If you like to drive, if you hate to drive, then two and a half hours could seem like a long, but yeah, nah, it's oh, tiny. Wow. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's teeny tiny. I didn't write much about um, chapter one either. I did. There were some moments where I was like, yeah. this reminded me of talking to Ty Pelly about um, the Taino people. And it was just nice to sort of have people be talking about it more. Yeah. Yeah, it is nice. And, you know, I also think it's because the school system fails us. We don't really talk about, you know, it's yeah. a colony. You know, we own it. What happened? Who who has gone through the island? You know, yeah. what has been done to the island? And how come the people are so mixed? So, yeah, there's that. And then we get to chapter two. And that is the birth of Espiritismo. And he splits it up. Spiritism versus spiritualism. Yes. And that's something that my mother used to talk to me about all the time. And I used to always get it confused. And I'm like, I don't know what I am. Like, what? You know, because mm -hmm. there is a difference. So, anyway. Both use seances to communicate with the spirit world. I I don't like the word seance. But, you know, as I kept reading, I was like, yeah, I, I guess it's a seance. You know, when I think of a seance, I think of Victorian seances, yeah. right? The wrapping on the table and the, you know, the candle is flicking and you know whatever so yeah but i guess so i do you're right it does have a very specific connotation when we talk about it yeah but it's I, it might be one of those english to spanish problems yeah yeah and and our former knowledge of what we think a yes. seance is and then he writes seance and people are thinking oh it's like that and it's like yeah now it's it's not creepy or spooky or anything yeah. exciting. I mean, they literally are just sitting there and then it just happens. Just, like just vibing. Not... Yeah. Like yeah. literally they're just meditating. Um, he also uses a term, but I'll wait till we get there that I was like, oh, wow, I've never saw that written in English either. So that was kind of cool. Anyway, so a spiritus. Individuals have or can develop the power to communicate with the spirit world. Mediums. And it's considered the scientific method of spirit communication. It's not a religion at all, but a new wave of science. And what is now parapsychology. So, yeah, I mean, spiritus is what we are as well, me. And what I like is that, you know, certain individuals have or can develop. I was always taught that, that not everybody can be a medium. Mm hmm you are born, born with certain things and you're going to develop them or not. You choose whether you want to develop them or not. But anyway, let's keep going. He mentions a guy, Alan Kardec. Okay. Yes. Yes. He talks about him a lot. Alan Kardec is pretty central he to is the development the guy. in this book. Right. Back in the mid 1800s. So wealthy folks from Puerto Rico sent kids to the universities in Europe. And that's where they were exposed to Alan Kardec. And they brought his information to the island. Okay. So I'm just going to say right here, whatever similarities yep. for me at that point, which is somewhere in chapter two, that's where I went, oh, well. So the teachings that we, um, <laughs> or that I grew up with, come from a man by the name of Joaquin Trincado. So it's a totally different person. And I want to say he wrote... Mm -hmm. mostly in Argentina I could be wrong I'm, pro I'm probably saying this and it's completely wrong but um, anyway that's who the person was who brought the spiritism to Puerto Rico the espiritismo to Puerto Rico that my family follows but I believe he was in Europe as well so I think really we're talking about 
people, European people, and then, you know, combining with what people knew on the island. So I think no matter where you go, that's why we have similarities, because I mm-hmm. think that these situations are kind of similar, but then it depends on the people that it got to, how it got developed. Como se desarrolló. Yeah. There we go. Let's use the desarrollo more in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to learn so much Spanish. It's great. I don't know what, where we go to next. Um so anyway, the nice thing is he talked about people who followed him. And of course, we said that they came from wealthy families. So they came back to Puerto Rico and they built schools and they built hospitals. Right. And it was all about mm-hmm. doing work for people. It wasn't about trying to make money from this. Um, they wanted free health care. What a what a horrible notion that would be. Right. Um, <laughs> I know. How dare they? Free education. Uh, this, of course, spread to South yeah. America, it spread to Cuba, it spread to other parts of North America, like Mexico. Um, and of course, by the mid 1870s, the church put their foot down and they were like, okay, no more spiritistas, because of course, why would you want people out there doing good? Yeah. You know, those people doing things <laughs> like Jesus? Mm, nah, fuck that. And of course, this is all before the U.S. gets its mitts on Puerto Rico, because that didn't happen until 1898. What I liked about this is that, you know, when I think about people coming from Europe and all that stuff, of course, Spanish, the Spanish had Puerto Rico. But I always think of like the history of Puerto Rico, all the, you know, colonialism happening in 1898. And it's like, no, of course not. Like, it was part of the Spanish-American War. So, yeah, so we have that. And they even say that by the 1920s, his books outsold the Bible. Yeah, which is, like, deeply impressive because the Bible is, like, a bestseller. Yeah, and when you think about Latin American countries, you just sells. think, well, Puerto Rico must have, everybody must have had a Bible. But, yeah, no. Yeah. No, that's, it is very impressive. And it kind of, you know, we move into um, chapter three as we sort of talk about this same stuff, the war against Mesa Blanca. Um, in chapter two, he goes over sort of the ways in which different religious practices combine to sort of create the Mesa Blanca um, Espiritismo. So like Santeria, um, Catholicism, obviously, and other things mush together to become a part of the specific path that he talks about, which is super interesting. I always love when a book has like a nice history at the beginning, especially a book like this, because like I don't, real talk, I don't really know a lot about Puerto Rico. As we said, the school system fails us. So this was great context for me. I don't know if it was super helpful for you as a Puerto Rican person, but if you're a white lady, definitely read it. Well, what I liked about it was I, I'm glad that he didn't assume that we all know our history. Yeah. You know, because for some people, especially younger people who are picking up books now, you know, it's going to be super helpful. I also want to say, because I think this is important to say right off the bat, you know, unlike something like if we're talking about the spirituality of the Taino people, this is not a closed practice. Espiritismo is not closed. Just because we call it, or it's called Puerto Rican uh, Espiritismo, he's not saying that if you're not Puerto Rican, you can't do this, right? And we'll talk about it later on in the book. The only thing you need to do is find somebody who will be a padrino, right? Mm-hmm. A godmother, a godfather, to show you how so you do it correctly. But this is not closed, so people should not feel like, oh, this is interesting, but now I can't. Uh, pick it mm-hmm. up you know but yeah you absolutely can 
And I do want to also mention while we're kind of about to move ahead, he does include these really cute little vignettes in each chapter about his family and specifically like his grandmother or his great grandmother or his aunts doing or spiritismo, mm-hmm. doing spiritual stuff. And it's, I loved that. There's like weird little nuggets of wisdom in there that I was pulling out. Hearts don't wash with soap. Genius. Keeping that one. Um, I think sometimes vignettes can be like a little bit annoying, but these really do sort of help ground what you're reading in a real person's real family. Yeah, absolutely. It really does help, especially if this is the first time you're reading anything like this and you're not familiar with the culture. Bam, you now have, you know, these little peeks into what people are really like. So I think that's important. That was really smart. I love the way he just organized the entire book. I mean, I will read anything he puts out. I don't care what it's on. I, I really like the way he writes. So if you guys have a request of any um, Hector Salva books, let us know because we're reading them. Yeah. Yeah. If people are interested in learning more, like I said, the only one that I know is the one on Dominican uh, magic. So if people are interested in that, we'll be happy to read that. Absolutely. As well. Yeah. But he may have others. Um, so he talked about a couple of things that I, I was curious to see what your thought of. What you Mm -hmm. thought of this. The universal fluid, the magnetic fluid, the magnetic force, and and that it binds everything together. And of course, his whole theory on reincarnation, the purpose of every soul is to develop spiritually. And that you develop through every incarnation. Universal fluid is very funny to me. (laughs) I'm sure that I've mentioned on the podcast before that my husband is a physicist. I sound like an asshole every time I say it, but my husband is a physicist. And one of the things that I've very much remember from him being in grad school doing his PhD was there was one professor of his who was like adamant that quantum theory is like low-key bullshit and you can explain everything using Newton's laws um I don't I don't know how to explain this and I need you all to be listening and like not take this and try to put it in your spiritual practice this is just me telling you a thing that one physics guy said right I don't know I don't get it but Basically, what it came down to was Newton's laws work if you assume that there is an ether. Okay. Right. So a universal fluid that surrounds everything and, you know, draws things together. If you assume that that exists, Newton's laws work for everything, for like the weird quantum stuff and the regular stuff on Earth. So... It's funny to me that your parents would be like, oh, well, with math and science, we're going to be able to prove these things that we're doing. Because, like, low-key, there are people out there who are like, well, math and science already prove it. Wow. Okay. Now, nobody agrees with him. Not a single other physicist agrees with this man. But this one guy is like, hey, yeah, ether. It's it's a thing. Well, I think – I hope that it's a real thing. But I'd like to see science prove it. I mean, that's yeah. how that's kind of how I live my life. Like, I really would love scientists to be able to say, here is a soul. Here is, this is what spirit is. This is what this is. Because I yeah. feel like at some point, it's going to happen. And I think we're going to get there as humanity. But anyway, yes, um, this is something that is very central to Espiritismo for me as well. This idea of... El ether, the ether, the magnetic mm-hmm. fluid, the things that bring us all together. And, you know, when I started to do Reiki, my mother says, what do you think that is that is going through? 
what do you think that's happening? You know, mm-hmm. and it's always been something that's been kind of like in my mind, like, oh, okay, I kind of get it. I don't know, you know. Um, and then, of course, I just wanted to know what you thought. And of course, he talks about reincarnation, which is not new. We've talked about that before. Yeah. You he know. makes a comment earlier in the book that actually right now is kind of I'm having a moment where he basically I'm going to find it. It's right in the beginning of the introduction. He says something to the effect. I'm turning the page. He says the teachings of Espiritismo are the same as those found in all teachings of truth. The same wisdom can be found in all traditions, religions and sects. And that that's this right this idea of like the universal fluid as the ether the idea of like reincarnation in what i saw as a similar thing to buddhism this idea of reiki being related to that like this i think this text this practice this spiritual path more than many others i have read about really seems to be about universality Mm -hmm. um which I don't dislike. I just have a lot of trouble with. You know, when I told my mother, well, I'm Wiccan now, right? She was like, mm-hmm. what the hell are you talking about? And um, I started discussing with her a lot of the beliefs, the ideas, the ideology, however you want to call it. And she went, oh, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And she said to me, it's just another, it's just another truth. It's just another way of, of getting the truth. Like, it's it's the mm-hmm. same, right? Um, she's like, you know, you don't need a wand and you don't need a cauldron. You can do all this stuff with it. You know, and the older you yeah. get, the more you go, yeah, I don't need a wand. I don't need this. But, you know, she just saw it as like a step for people to get to pretty much the same thing. Like, we're all trying to talk about the same type of truth. So, yeah, you know. One thing that I can tell you we disagree with um, is he says spirits have personal will but not free will. How much free will is determined by purity that the spirit has attained. And I've never, and I mean, now that I read it again, I'm like, well, maybe it's the same thing because supposedly we have complete free will, but he says it's differently. Um, what else? He also talks about master spirits, espíritus de luz. Yes. yes. He talks about a lot of spirits. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in demons? Me personally? You, you're, you're a spiritismo. No. Okay. There are, okay, so this is what we believe. So there are people, sometimes they call them espíritus atrasados. Atrasados is, um, literally, if you're atrasado, you're behind. So you're kind of like behind. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about spirits that don't want humanity to move forward. Right. For whatever reason, they, they love to see chaos, but they're not demons. They're just it could be me. Right. I don't want people to progress. So when I yeah. am in spirit form, I am going to do whatever I can to whoever can see me so that we don't move forward as as humanity. Right. Those are the only demons, if you want to call them, but they're not demons. Right. People have the choice to act one way or another. And that's how we see it. But he does do believe- in the book talk mm-hmm. about, um, what is it? A spirit, da, 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 a spiritus atrasados. Mm-hmm. Cool. But he he gives us more. He gives us false guides and demons. I don't I don't demons either. So that's always like whenever somebody brings up demons, I'm like nah, I'll skip that part. Thank you. Well, but you know when you think about 
Um, and you're right, he does mention espíritus atrasados. He just says they're arrested in the development. They're not good or bad. Um, you know, but that comes with what he said before, right? There's going to be Catholicism in here. There's going to be other religions in here. So if once you have Catholicism in here in any kind of way, yeah, then there are demons because he says demons are spirits who went against God. Um, yeah. There were angels at one point. So once you start talking in biblical terms, then you're going to, you know, that's it. As yeah. far as he also mentions guías falsas, which are false guides, what's the difference between that and an espíritu atrasado? He says an espíritu atrasado is just somebody who's floating around. They're ghosts. They're ghosts that are stuck. Mm -hmm. And that is one way, but we don't. I, I, I've never heard anybody call somebody else a false guide. No, they're just, mm -hmm. they're, they're either, you know, ghosts or they're actively trying to harm people but they're not yeah. demons and they're not anything else so yeah he also talks about the spiritual frame and the spiritual frame starts in chapter five and it's going to continue for the rest of the book yes. so i'm going to say if you're reading this book do not uh, skip what the cuadro espiritual the spiritual frame is because it's going to be important basically everybody's born with a cuadro and that constitutes where our spiritual power is. So each life that we have, if we keep getting reincarnated, is going to affect this cuadro. In my practice, we just call it the soul. Okay, and that is... This is an interesting distinction, because he talks about at the beginning of Chapter 5 that the quad... quad the spiritual frame? Is that how you translate it's, it? It's the rolling the R's thing that's hard for me. Arr. Um... I can do it. It's just hard to do it in the word. Um, <laughs> he talks about the spiritual frame being able to act independently. Mm -hmm. it ha having its own powers and being able to do its own thing. And I guess for me, like, if that's the soul, can my soul act independently? Okay, that's where, again, like, me and him mm -hmm. differ, right? No. You, your soul is everything that you have done. And it will keep growing to add everything that you will do so it's kind of like you'll like this it's like you're a bujo you're a I spiritual a bujo, bujo. <laughs> it kind of is because you you have on there what it is you want to do with this incarnation right mm -hmm. again like we've talked about in the past there's no judgment if you don't do those things but why didn't you do them do you still want to do them kind of thing yeah so it, you've written everything in there um, but that's not what he says. So let's just stick with his thing. Um, yeah. I, I don't really get the whole it has its own powers and abilities and it follows you around because that just seems disjointed from you somehow. It's a little bit confusing to me because he then goes on to talk about the spirits of the spiritual frame. And like I get that as the idea of guides, but then it's like guides and then there's the spiritual frame and then there's you and that's sort of where I was like, hmm, okay, so it's a, it's a guide that is also you. You know how I was trying to look at it? I'm thinking, okay, if it's a frame, then you're in the picture. You are the picture, and you can kind of see your frame, and it kind of moves oh, around. Oh, that's good. That's... I mean, I don't know if that's his intention, yeah. but that was the only way I could wrap my head around it, because if it's a part of you, but not you, then what yeah. is it? So that's kind of how I saw it. So should we talk about the different spirits that are in the cuadro? Yes. Okay. So you have uh, guardian angels. You have principal guides, patron saints, 
and ancestors. Except you don't have patron saints. I don't have a cuadro. That's fair. You don't have a <laughs> spiritual frame. No. So it's right. just a soul. So, But do we have guardian angels? We have guides. Mm -hmm. Now, the whole thing with angels is complicated, and I need to really have a deep conversation with my mother about this because we yeah. have had so many different conversations about angels that sometimes I'm like, is she purposely trying to make me crazy? So I'm going <laughs> to just not say anything about angels right now. Um, and definitely we'll check no in in a couple of years and see yeah. how angels are going for you. <laughs> there we go. No patron saints. Um, ancestors, you know, they say that the ancestor work is foundational. Ancestor work and espiritismo for me are not the same thing. Mm -hmm. Ancestor work for me is cultural. Ancestor work for me is part of my, I guess you could say indigenous practice, folk magic. Mm -hmm. Right. So while I'm, I'm, this is fine here, for me, it was a little bit odd because I'm thinking, well, that is a close practice to me. Yeah. Your ancestors. I actually saw a funny TikTok because, you know, we're all mixed Latin people. Right. And one guy goes, you know, I would work with ancestors, but what if I call the wrong side? Then I have to go <laughs> colonize some shit. Let me tell you something. It was cracking me up because, like, that never occurs to me when I'm doing ancestor work. Yeah. I'm never thinking, like, I'm calling, like, the conquistadors. Like, I'm thinking, you know. Um, and then he also talks about negative spiritual entities. Yes. And those are the causas and the causes. So they are held in the cuadro. And sometimes you need to heal the spirit so that you can like remove them from your cuadro so that they kind of go. Sometimes you need mm -hmm. help from somebody. Sometimes that's why you go to an espiritista to help you with the causas that are around you that you may need help with. So espiritistas, this is a quote, strive to be channels for the principles of faith, hope, charity, and love. And I think that that is going to be the same for espiritistas from where I come from as well. Everything is always done with love. So, mm -hmm. which sounds funny because I'm usually so angry at people. But yeah, <laughs> that's where. <laughs> yeah, but you're not normally like doing a spiritista stuff for people. That's true. So it, it helps. You can yeah. like be angry and then, oh, I got to put on my spiritista hat and be nice to people now. <laughs> there you go. Um, he also talks about the courts of the spirit guides. Yes. And there was a big... Like, uh, how do I say it? He had to really explain where we were going. We took a journey. We took a journey because a lot of it could sound very insensitive and racist. Yeah. And he has to talk about, he says, we have to talk about this in the way these things are seen by the people who started Espiritismo. Yes. Right. So the first thing you have are the Arabes, the Arabic spirits. And they hold the keys to the magic of Arabia. So before people are like, what? What does that have to do with anything? Okay, so we know that people sent their kids off to study in universities. Now, if they're in Puerto Rico and they're a colony of Spain, they went to Spanish universities. So why do I say mm -hmm. this? Because Spain at one point, Almost all of Spain was the land of Al-Andalus, right? Arab. Yes. Muslim. 
And then, you know, little by little, you have Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand, and they drove everybody, because they were such, such deep Catholics, everybody out. And you still have a lot of the structures. And of course, the part of southern Spain, closest to Africa, in, you know, Seville, Cadiz, Cordoba, that is still called Andalusia, which comes from the original Al-Andalus. So, yes. um, so when you say they hold the keys to magic, you know, um, and of course the power of the name of Allah, you know, a lot of Spanish has a lot of that Al in it, like alfombra, mm -hmm. right? These words are coming from what were once Arabic. So it's not unusual to see that they would say, yes, right, there's magic there, there's the power of Allah. It's not just Catholicism that's included in Espiritismo, his Espiritismo here, yeah. right? It's everything that has influenced the people. Uh, then you have the shamans. That makes sense. Why? You have the, the original indigenous people of the lands. Then you have the madams, the nannies, your kitchen witches. Yeah. And I love that. What did you think when you read that? I love a good kitchen witch first and foremost, like vibes. But for me, it's very much, um, I've been doing a lot of work on the magic of motherhood stuff, you know, um, and, and that is kind of what it just, it kept bringing up to me is this idea of like the mother, right? Somebody who is taking care of other people and the magic that is in that. Um, personally, I don't love the word nanny, but that, I, I got over that pretty quickly is really how that worked. I went, let's just put that away. Let's use the Spanish word so I don't have to dislike it. <laughs> um, okay. So they all had specialties. They could be cleansing. It could be healing. It could be herbs and they made dolls. So my great-grandmother made me a doll. I don't have her right here. But I have others. Mm -hmm. And these little dolls to me, I, I never really thought about the origin. Right? Yeah. But as I was reading this, I went, oh my God. I know what those dolls are. Mm -hmm. I I know what the one, I, I just showed Gemini, one of my little ones. Um, and I believe that I've actually posted her on Instagram. I can do it again when this airs. Um, I know what she's for. The one my great-grandmother made me, I don't know what she was for. Mm -hmm. And I believe my mom still has her. But anyway, that one. And then, of course, you have uh, the butlers that look after people. Yes. You have the religious ones. And that court, spirits of priests, rabbis, nuns, monks, etc. I found that fascinating. You have that, like, at your disposal, like, all these different... Does that mean you also have like what? What kind of monks? Like I find that. I mean, it tracks though. If if this espiritismo is Catholicism or Pentecostal or or Christian related, like we we talked about it in uh, what was it the last book about the monks who were like who would get paid to like copy spells and shit for people. So like yeah, this would be. Why wouldn't I want to call on the spirit of a monk who like wrote down sixteen grimoire pages a day? Like you know some shit, bro. Come help me out. <laughs> Then you have the healing guides. Here's the interesting thing. Um, I'm not going to say their names, but my family has healing guides. Mm -hmm. Like specific, not just to my family, 
but like my grandmother on my mother's side and then my dad we have mm. different and I know their names so that if I ever really needed some he I, I don't abuse it I don't call them for every little thing yeah. I think in my life I might have called on them once um that's that's who I so when when I saw this I was like huh right like he didn't really mention you know different people have names but in my family that's how it works there are specific names then mm. you have pirates and sailors Bet Which you weren't I expecting that. <laughs> a vibe. So one of the pirates is Cofresi. And um, you see pirates everywhere in Puerto Rico. Like they're on t-shirts, they're on whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that the tourists have no idea. But yeah, pirates, that was a real thing. It's not even like the stories of, you know, whatever, Captain Hook mm-hmm. or something. No, there were real pirates. Just like there were pirates. You see there's one, um, I can't think of his name now, in New Orleans. There's a pirate that's associated with... You know, a lot of stuff there. Lafitte mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, Indios. Which tracks. Which tracks, right. Um, here's the part where I was kind of like, uh, what? So he talks about the gods. But that's not, the semis are not gods. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to get into a back and forth, but that is how he refers to them so let's just go with what he's referring to but you know and I'm not talking about in my tradition as spiritistas we talked to my cousin and this is not we don't see the semis yeah. as god they're not gods anyway um, I have a he, question yes would that do you think that that is him translating for an English audience that's a good question it's we possible. should ask him one day we should we should yeah. ask him it's totally possible because how do you explain it? Yeah. I think the best that people have done is to say that they're ancestors, ancestor spirits. But, when you but then I it, guess like if you're writing a book about Puerto Rican espiritismo and he mentions at the beginning that like people were asking him about this, wouldn't you write it for Puerto Rican? Although you don't have to write it for people who do Puerto Rican espiritismo because they know how Puerto Rican espiritismo. I don't really know what the nuance here is. <laughs> I would talk to myself in a circle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a good question to ask him. Because I wondered that as well. Because I was like, oh, I feel like he knows that they're not gods. But yeah, it's almost easier to say. And like, okay, let's just move on. Like people get what yeah. they get. And let's just keep going. Yeah. He also discusses La India Luisa. Taino chiefess who was a known witch. I love yes. how the word witch keeps coming up every once in a while here. Uh, just to yeah. show that it's all the same. Then there are angels. There are saints, patron saints. Yes. Then another term, gitanas, gitanos, which in English is gypsy, but we know that's really the Romani people. So in Spanish, to call somebody gitano is not the same as an English calling somebody a gypsy. A gypsy is not a word that you use. That's not, it's wrong. But the Romani in Spanish do call themselves gitanos. Like, it's not a bad thing to say. So just in case if you ever hear it, you don't go, oh, don't call them that. No, mm-hmm. no, no. That's that's a that's an okay term. So anyway. And then you have Orientales, Asian, spiritual masters like Buddhas. Mm-hmm. And There's a lot have, of Buddhism for me in this book. There is. But, I, you know, it's one of the things that I love. It's like everybody is here. You have the Encantos, the enchantments. These never had living incarnations. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody else had like a life. 
You have the Congolese. And this is important because he does mention 80% of the enslaved Africans in Puerto Rico came from the Congo. So these are very protective spirits. Yes. I'm stupid. Okay. Why, why? I d- first of all, well, I'm not stupid. I just didn't speak Spanish. First of all, did not realize that Encanto meant enchantment. Um, oh, but okay. the house is the Enchanted. Encanto. Right. The, it's the it's the spirit, though. Like the this version. In Encanto, the house is the Encanto. Oh. It's the well, spirit that never had a living incarnation. Right. I mean, you can look at it as the house is Encantada. It is magical. It is enchanted. Yeah. But the house seems to be alive in the movie. You're talking about the movie Encanto, right? Right, but is yes, but it's oh. not alive because it's not like living. No, it's just so it's, the magic it's a spirit is... that like helps everybody. Right. But it's not a living spirit. Right. I just a spiritese mode Encanto. <laughs> it's now in a spiritismo movie. You're welcome. Um, the other good thing about the Congos, right, the Congolese, is that talking right back about witchcraft, this yes. is where you get your hexes and stuff from yes. because they're very protective. So, of course, they're going to use everything they can. Um, they're loyal to anybody who works with them, which is important to note. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm going to say again, he does say that anybody can join. I'm going to say you got to be careful. It's one thing to be part of a culture even if you are not afro-latino but you're there i mean everybody is mixed so these are the people of that island you know yeah so i think that's important to note then you have slaves they're from other places not the congo we got a special group just for the congolese and just for the else. and then there's everybody else yeah i do think it's very interesting um that he kind of separated the Congolese and the slave courts by Johns and Marys, um, which and then had a group for blacks and Africans. So it's almost sort of like these are the people from the past and these are the spirits that are more current. But they're, they're three different groups that kind of all encompass similar energies. Right. I think the main difference when he keeps going, is that it seems like um, Negras y Africanas, or we're really talking about the seven African powers, and now we're bringing in mm-hmm. Santeria. Yes. Right? So now we're bringing in all of those people. Um, and that's when he brings in, of course, Mesa Blanca. Now we're incorporating those Espiritistas into this because they also work with the seven powers. So yes. there you go. So then we jump into communicating with the spirit world, which seems to be pretty central to Espiritismo as a practice. Yes. And I'm going to say that's key in mine as well, right? The mediums are definitely very key. I feel like the chapter before, the one we just went through, I I feel like if you guys want to get a good understanding of what he's talking about, really like maybe look at that chapter a couple of times before you Mm -hmm. jump over because after that he's just like all into everything else and if you forget what he talked about before it's like i found myself going back sometimes going wait what a quadro what like what is happening um but yeah he talks about different types of 
mediums. Cause mediums, they remove negative entities. Muertos, they communicate with the dead. And yes. healers, heal spirits. Yeah, we don't have that distinction in mind. You just you just have mediums and they do everything or Um, as far as healing I mean they're not really healing anybody. Um, I don't know about healing. But as far as they're just there to talk. They're just there to pass through. And he talks mm -hmm. about that as well. So Yes. So what else? He talks about the unraveling some more. Yes, which is a very helpful moment. I just love the it it's a beautiful word. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like sometimes that feels really important to me in spiritual paths to just have like a beautiful word to describe certain things. Hmm. Um I think it adds more magic to the whole experience. I like that. Yeah, I can see that. So he talks about the unraveling of mediums and their abilities. And that without proper development, they remain in raw form. I don't know if this is where he started to talk about it, but I know there was a point where he started to talk about how, like, if you don't develop your faculties, bad things can happen. Or if you play with it and don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if I wrote about it here, but it's like he talked about, like, things that you could happen with, with spirits if you don't know how to properly protect yourself and properly deal with them and whatnot. Yeah, he talks about the um, faculdades. Yeah, your faculties, faculties in this chapter. Talks about clairvoyance and clairaudience and the different types of um, ways in which people interact with the spirits. And then talks about passing the spirits, so trance and that sort of stuff. Right. Which is all work that develops your spiritual frame, which is a word in Spanish that I cannot say. <laughs> It's, it's really frustrating to not be able to speak Spanish, I gotta tell you. Then he talks about the spiritual centers. Yes. And I love that he mentions that they were basically hanging out in the back of botanicas and bodegas. Because nothing sounds better to me than walking into a bodega and they're like knocking on the back door and being like, Hey, can I ha come hang out with your mediums? I, I don't even think most people knew that was happening. No, it's a cool secret that like... A, one culture got to share and like it i love that i love this little speakeasy moment of cultural protection yeah yeah i know what you're saying now yeah i think it's cool um but we didn't do that fair me but okay so he talks about the fuente the central glass of water the one most important thing on the table and he talks about the things that go on the table yes we didn't have a table. So I'm just going to go with that. So <laughs> okay. before you ask me what we put on the table, there was no table. So then you have reuniones y veladas, which is just like spiritual reunions. Mm -hmm. It's the primary ritual of Espiritismo. It opens the portal and the medium cleanses themselves and everyone does a union of thought. Unión de pensamiento. My mother, that's what she refers to when she says meditate. She's talking about doing and union de pensamiento. And when people do it together, this union of thought, well, it just becomes stronger, right? Especially if you want to cleanse a space, if you want to protect mm -hmm. a space, when you connect with people that way and you're all doing the same thing, which is like this deep meditation, 
it just helps. So that's an actual thing that happens. Did uh, did you guys sit men on one side and women on the other? No. <laughs> but I thought it was funny because it it gives me very um, conservative Judaism vibes. <laughs> I thought the right. Same you thing. can sort of see all of the different um, tidbits of other things that are like kind of put into it. Yeah, and everybody came to the islands, so of course they're going to be influenced by all these different religions. Absolutely. Yeah. I also wonder if that's not a throwback, especially since, since we're talking about Puerto Rico and Espiritismo. You know, maybe that's the way it was back in 18-whatever when they started. So it just kind of became a thing. Yeah. And also when they talk about the Arabes and the influence of Allah, you also have Muslims where the men are on one side and the women are on the other. So that's true. It, it could come from all those things. Yeah. Then there's answering the call. The call to be a, to be a professional Espiritista. Well, that's kind of interesting to me because I never really thought about professional espiritista, although um, we did have people that they basically studied and were ready to go and to kind of lead the mm-hmm. meetings. Maybe that's the professional espiritista. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah. We're going to unpack some unrelated but semi-related shit. Okay. I took a human design class at Modern Druid a while back. And um, it was with Brynja Magnuson, and she was talking about how human design came to be. And it's like a combination of astrology and some Vedic stuff. And it's just a big – all these things mushed together. And I'm not going to talk about it here, but we should probably do an episode on human design at some point. I discovered in doing this that I am a projector. And the point of projectors is to be guides. Um, Historically, like – Back in the past, we would have been, like, tribal leaders, but now we're sort of, like, we don't really fit in modern society because we're not, um, we're not, like, we're not constantly working sort of people. We're not people who are, like, internally driven in that way. And now that I'm talking about it, it makes me sound like one of those people who does all of the personality tests. Um, And I am one of those people. So full disclosure, I've done all the personality tests. I know my IMDB. I know my Myers-Briggs. I know all that shit. I am that person. But answering the call gave me the vibe of like projector energy, right? Like Mm. I agree with you. I feel weird about like professional espiritista because like he talks throughout the book about this being like a giving to the people sort of thing. And it's like, oh, you're professional giver to the people but it's I love the idea of being a pillar Mm. and there's that story of you know his his grandmother or his great-grandmother who just like created a spiritual center and would just give to people and like talk to people and he mentions somewhere in the book, probably right at the beginning, he mentions that it sort of filled the space of a psychiatrist, mm. right? But it, your, your Espiritista wasn't a personal psycholo- psychiatrist. It was a community psychiatrist. Your Espiritista knew all of the people in your community. So it wasn't just, I'm going to fix your mental problems. It's, I'm going to fix you in the context of this web. Um, and that is something that I wish we had in America. Uh, That is something I specifically, if I'm going to be very honest, wish that whiteness had not eradicated in America 
because I do think that like this hyper individual attitude is part of the problem as to why we don't have that. But I love the idea of like, oh, there's a person who lives in your community who knows everybody and who can connect to spiritual energy who can sit with you and say, hey, this is what I'm picking up to help you move forward through whatever, to break a curse, to develop your spiritual frame, etc. Like that's such a powerful image and a powerful idea. And I wish that it was something that we had. Well, why isn't it something we can get? Why can't we get that? Why can't we have that? I don't like to put in effort for things. Okay. Um, but if other people want to do that, I will happily show up two years late with a Starbucks. <laughs> I mean, I think in a way, some witches are doing that. I yeah, think some I would witches agree. are really trying to be there for the community and are open. And I think a lot of the people that we've interviewed are those people. Right? Isn't that what a lot of the women that we've interviewed yeah. that have shops are doing? You know, Melissa or or even Monica and Morgana. Like, they're kind of doing that. It's just, it's a different way. It's a different term. And yes, it's not accepted that this is who you go to. I think when you're yeah. talking about a community where everybody just agrees on everything and people will go to this person. Maybe. Maybe one day yeah. we'll have that. So, what else do we want to talk about? Because I feel like... There's a lot. I mean, he talks know, it's about... It's a lot of book. <laughs> it's a lot of book. He talks about jealousies with spirits. He talks about the negative haunts of possessions, right? Mediums, mm -hmm. he says, there's different ways that you can go in the body, in a sense, right? One, the person's yes. kind of like half there watching. You have like control of half. One, the person's very small and you can come in and you have almost all control, right? And then you have to be careful because if you're not developed, well, then you're screwed because somebody could really hurt you. Or if you don't develop yeah. your gifts, right? If you are vidente, if you're somebody who can see, but you decide you don't want to develop that and you don't have a way to protect yourself and develop your gifts, then you can have spirits that will harm you. And I do have a story from my family about that. I don't know if we should save it for another time. I just... feel like the best way to end this podcast would be for you to tell that story. Okay, so we'll wait till we'll get to the very end. Um, what else do we have? Spiritual healing. And maybe we should just end off with, you know, getting started on the path. I agree with you. Yeah. So he says the first step is to find an espiritista whose cuadro has agreed to take you on as an apprentice. How are you going to know if they their cuadro has agreed to take you on, they'll let you know. Yeah. What I like about that is that if an espiritista says no, you don't take that as, oh, well, I guess no one's going to want. No. If you understand, after reading this book, the importance of the cuadro, then you know yeah. this is not the right espiritista. No knock on you. This is not their mission to help you. Yeah. But you will find another espiritista. You've got to follow the rules. And I think that's the one most important thing. This is not where you do a solitary. This is not where you go, eh, I got this book. I can get more books. I'm going to be an espiritista. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. Mm -hmm. Find one. Yes, chances are they're going to be in Latin American neighborhoods. Chances are you're going to have to know maybe a little bit of Spanish or maybe, depending on where you go, people may look at you odd if you are not Latine. 
it's not a close practice. If you come to this because you really want to learn, then that's your path and you can learn it. Yeah. But don't be surprised because that's the other thing. When you're talking about a community that has pretty much always done it for themselves to have outsiders, what they perceive as outsiders, I should say, because spiritually nobody's an outsider from anything. But, you know, it may take some, no, I really am serious. I'm not here to colonize or gentrify, right, Mm -hmm. this thing. And when you come to it with that, absolutely. Because I think we've even talked about other people who have, who are not from that tradition, but have become whatever they want to be. So, you know, that happens. So I would say be persistent, do your reading, reach out to people in the community, go to botanicas, talk to people, right? If you know people who go to botanicas, even if they're not espiritistas or they're not mediums or they're not spiritual healers, you can ask somebody and just say, hey, I, I know you go to this botanica. Like, can you tell me something? People like to talk. People like to share. And if you're really interested in this stuff, people will help you out. You know, the one thing he does say you can do to get you started. And I think it's a good idea, especially if you don't have the resources, you're not of the culture. He says you can set up a personal altar and start that way. Yes. Why do I think that's a good idea if you're, you know, outside the culture? Because it'll start making spiritual connections. And maybe, right, that connection will lead you to the espiritista you need to speak to. Yeah, I think the book does a really good job of communicating the importance of community that has run through Puerto Rico from the beginning of the history he tells us to now. Um And so the idea of this practice is also going to be rooted in community. And if you can't or you don't have a connection right away, why not start by forging that connection spiritually? Yeah. He talks about different ways to see. Mm -hmm. Right. Cards, bones, cigars and coffee. I knew somebody who could read coffee grounds. Automatic writing. um, El huevo, the egg. Which is so funny because I actually had a student tell me that he was cursed and I told him, oh, you got to do the egg thing. And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, I don't know what I'm talking about either. Okay, so the egg thing has always scared me and I've never done it. Really? Because I don't want to know. I've seen so many videos of it. I know. Yeah. It, it can be fun. I like where other people do it. I like yeah. seeing other people do it. Like, I, like you do it on them. Do it on them. Let's see what yes, they have, yes. you know. But don't do it on me. I don't want to know. And then, like, it's there. And then I'm going to be all freaked out. And then I think, mm-hmm. what if the egg is just bad? And I get, like, a messed up reading for no reason. No, I don't want any, the egg anywhere near me. <laughs> That's just me. Talks about Florida water. White candles. Alcolado. Incense and herbs. People, this doesn't sound any different than what we do. At all. Yeah. Right. So if you are a witch and you're you're thinking, I'm really interested in this, I think I want to pursue this. Yeah, something's going to be totally different and some things are going to go, I got that. Yeah. Here's the thing about alcolados. So in Puerto Rico, there is a very uh, popular one. Superior 70, superior 70. I can mm-hmm. take a picture and put it on Instagram for people. <laughs> because Perfect. It, yes, I have alcolado. I have Florida water. Um, is stuff that I like to work with, but every family will put different herbs mm-hmm. in their alcolado. I'm not going to go into what my family puts in, but we put certain things in there. The other thing that he says is 
you know, in the beginning, you're going to want to go to Botanica, you're going to want to buy everything. And then with time, you're going to realize that you don't even need that stuff. You can go to the dollar store. And that part made me laugh because I thought of witches. Mm -hmm. When we start out, oh boy, do we want everything. And Every then thing. where did you go to get that spell that I did? Remember when we traded stuff? You went to Target. Target! Because <laughs> the truth is you can, Target. you can get stuff anywhere. Obviously, yeah. we want to support our fellow witches. So we go to witch shops. But if you need stuff, you could go to the dollar store. And that's what he says here. You can go to the grocery store, the dollar store, and pick up ingredients that you need for your stuff. I think that we have done, well, we, I think I have done like a, a roller coaster because I think I started, I started, I think, a little differently because I was like pretty adamant that I wasn't Wiccan when I started. So I was like, I'm not buying anything. I don't need a wand. I don't need any of that stuff. And then... I hit like a peak where I was like, I'm buying everything. I need to own 400 tarot decks and every crystal that's ever been invented. And now I'm sort of like, I will buy from small woman-owned businesses that I feel really comfortable with. And I will spend an absurd amount of money on products from them and no one else. So I think that's the curve we got to take. You know what I think is funny is that when I first started like everybody i was buying everything right i don't know how many chalices mm -hmm. i had and how many wands <laughs> i had and how many pentagrams i owned and now when i go to a witch shop and i used to look around and go why is there jewelry why is there this like who's buying that mm -hmm. i know who's buying it now now it's for the other witches who don't need any of this stuff but i still want to support your store yeah. oh you have a cute ring let me buy that ring because I want to support you. You're doing good work. But no, I don't need any oils. I have so many herbs. I have so many candles. I don't need anything, but I want to support you. Yeah. So I think sometimes the little things, if you walk into a shop and you're like, who's that for? I finally figured out who it's for. It's for me right now because I don't need anything from you, but I'm yeah. not leaving without buying something because I think your shop is amazing. All right. Before you tell us your spooky story. Yeah. Do you recommend this book as an espiritista who is not necessarily this espiritista. Absolutely. I think that the writing here is wonderful. I think that if you're not interested in being an espiritista, but you want to see why maybe Wiccans or other witches go to botanicas or why people who seem to be espiritistas go to witch shops or you want mm -hmm. to get another understanding, I think it's a great book. If you're somebody who wants to work with spirit, I'm not talking about ancestors necessarily or your particular god or goddess, but you are interested in working with spirits. Maybe you think that you are a medium or you have the power to see or something because you've done divination, right? They mentioned different divination and you want to just try something else. I think Espiritismo might be good for people. I know it's not my Espiritismo, but I think that because it isn't mine, it might be more open to people who say things like, well, I understand Catholicism or I understand yeah. this, right? So you understand these different things. I think this Espiritismo might be more for you. I yes. recommend this book to, especially if you are Latine, and even if you have no interest in Espiritismo, I think it's a beautiful book because it does talk about part of the magic of our island that there is no other book that talks yeah. about. So I think it's a lovely thing. And for people who might feel that this is closed, even though he says it isn't, I just want to remember, remind people of one thing. Reading is never a closed practice. You can read True. all the books you want. And I think this is why we do books from so many different traditions. 
I guess for me, it's really important that everybody learns about different spiritual communities because we really have need to come together as a larger, big spiritual community who just does different things. Because the more you read, the more you realize we are all doing the same thing. We all want the same things. And we all come from a different approach and it all comes from culture. But there really is no difference to anything else. So I recommend this book to everybody who listens to us. I think that you will find it fascinating. I think it goes by really quick, even though maybe some of the things seemed complicated because they kind of are. They're not simple things necessarily. But I still think you will read this rather quickly and get a lot it's out of it. It's an easy read. It's yeah. like enjoyable. Yes. He's a great writer. So Absolutely. I, I totally recommend this book. Yeah. I agree. But I think your recommendation has more value in this particular uh, episode. Meh. Meh. Well, no, because maybe I'm too inside. Yours might have more value because you're not inside of some of this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I guess for me, I just like to know things. So, like, I loved learning this because I like to know things. But I think I think you gave more nuance than I possibly could. Okay. Well, now I tell hope- us the spooky story. Okay, so here's a spooky story. So I have everybody on my father's side is a spiritista. I'm talking about his direct brothers and sisters. I think a couple of them chose to just be Catholic or whatever and not be a spiritistas. Mm-hmm. Not this kind of a spiritista, the other. And one of his sisters is a medium. Actually, I think all his sisters were pretty much mediums, but they could all see. They all got the gift of sight. She didn't ever want to protect herself or develop it. Mm-hmm. So she had an ex-husband that found her in this life and was insisting, yeah, that she was his wife. My aunt, if I'm not mistaken, was married three times. And what broke up her marriage every time was that he would appear. And he would kind of, she would see him wherever her husband, her current husband was, like the face, even though he wasn't possessing him. He was just like making himself like, you know, you you Uh photobomb somebody, same kind of thing. I'm going to like life bomb you. To the point where she was like disgusted by the men that she was actually married and she would like take off with somebody else, but he never left her alone. And I think after the third husband, if I'm not getting the story crossed, she was like, I'm done. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, no more relationships. And I don't know if he left her alone or if he eventually realized. I think he just wanted her to be alone. So Mm -hmm. she was. She ended up alone. I mean, she's living with her I hope they don't listen to the, I don't they don't listen to the podcast. Um, I'm like, you know, I'm going to get a, I didn't say her name. But yeah, so that's, it's sad. Because my mom told me the story because she heard somebody saying, yeah, you know, this one, she's always like with somebody else. And my mom said to me, she goes, you know, they know the story. It's actually quite sad. She can't have a stable relationship because this other guy ruins it. And I said to her, well, isn't there something she can do? And she says, yes, but she, she like denies that she can, this is spiritista side so type of thing. it's just like this horrible psychological torture because of the denial. Right. So you know how he talks about veladas and people go and yes. they show. So we have that. We do have the time when we go. She could go and demand the mediums to help, right? To help this be, to help yeah. him be removed because he has no place in her life now. But she wouldn't do it. And nobody can do it for her because she's a grown woman, right? If you're right. the mom and this was your daughter, you could say, hey, this is my kid. Like, I don't want this person around my kid. 
Yeah. So she never did it. So she actually had unhappy in love is the way we could say it, which is quite sad. Yeah. Yeah, so very important that we all protect ourselves, especially if we're going to do a spiritismo, because that sounds um, miserable. And I'm so sorry for her. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And she's a really good person. So, yeah, I recommend it for everybody. I also am going to throw this out. Um, You know, every once in a while I mention Espiritismo, and now I've kind of given people a little bit more insight because I've talked about how it's not like this one, although I Mm -hmm. see a lot of similarities. If people are interested in me talking about, or if we take a book, there is one in English, by the way, if people want me want us to talk about it yeah we can do an episode if not i'm not and we don't have it on the list for next year let's put it that way this is not something that's on the horizon so if it's something you're interested in let us know on instagram email us send us smoke signals whenever you see us just let us know because we can do that it's not easy to get the books but i know that i can get you a copy and we can we can do that if we wanted to do that and we can delve into it so it's not like because i feel like i'm always like sneaking in little things here and people might be yeah. thinking yeah you are what? you're an incredibly sneaky scorpio i know but Dropping yeah i'm not hints but like i'm not going to do it if people aren't interested because it doesn't really you know this That's is close fair. enough like this is good so yeah recommendation two thumbs up all right well, thank you guys for listening and for interacting with us and just being amazing, being an amazing audience. We love getting to make these podcasts for you. Thank you to Conwin Moore for our amazing intro and outro music. And remember, if you're following the moons, you're following us.